Welcome to Busy House Happy Home, where you can ask Charlie your home dilemmas and I will help you along with my expert friends so your busy house becomes a happy home. I have got a great friend who's called Charlie Woods, who has come to chat to us on the podcast today. Now, I wanted to get a man's perspective, and I thought that Charlie was the perfect person to end this second season of the podcast. This season, we've been focusing on, you know, wellness, mental health, all of those things. I think they're so important because if you're feeling good in yourself, then everything else falls into place. So, Charlie, welcome. Thank you very much. And I feel very honoured to be on your uh, podcast as well. Thank, Thank you, you for agreeing, agreeing to join me. Now, Charlie and I were at a party in the summer. We were celebrating the Queen's Jubilee and we were sitting on a log, having a drink, having a natter. And I said, Charlie, will you come on my podcast? And can we have can we have this conversation? Um, and that's that's really where it stemmed from, because I really resonated with so many things that we chatted about that evening. Yeah. Um, and so, Charlie, will you tell us a little bit about you and and what you do and where you are and all that? Yeah, absolutely. And first of all, I think that that party was so great because you and I haven't really been you know, seeing each other for quite a long time. And I think, you know, to sit down as sort of old friends and sort of have that matter like it was we met yesterday, I think is, you know, always great for such a good friendship. But uh, so where I sort of um, uh, sort of come into, I used to play. Uh, used to be very, very sporty at school. And I think like everything, when you come into the big sort of wild grown up world, you sort of lose that connection with, you know, you have everything on a plate at school. You have all your friends there. You're all in, in, adapted into games and everything. And, and I used to be very keen on, on tennis. I used to be sort of captain of a county level and very, very sporty, quite competitive. And I sort of miss that a little bit, especially when you went to sort of London, your career takes over trying to find a, a tennis court, a regular partner and everything, it sort of gets in the way. And my fitness levels, I think, slightly waned. And I think as a, as a guy sort of in London in his, in his sort of early mid-20s, you get distracted by all sort of parties and the girls and the booze and everything. And it's sort of slightly attractive at the time, but it's not a sustainable lifestyle, but it's good to have a blow out every now and again. But I then was working in properties I have done for the last sort of 25 odd years and um, I was refurbishing funny enough my my um, my home and there was this lovely guy called Matt who was um, quite scary to look at not much of a neck and a, and a sort of an amateur boxer and he was quite um, of a solid man and and you know the appearance of being very strong and I used to do a little bit of karate when I was younger at school. I think a lot of a lot of younger children do. And he said, oh, I've just met this this other um, guy. I think he's I can't remember his name exactly. But he said he was very, very skinny and looked like um, uh, his words, exact words. He looked like he'd been on sort of a, a smack addict. He was so gaunt and, and sort of very, very skinny. And he said he did something called this Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. And he said, I've never been so physically dominated um, in, a, in a fight, and I think I know how to uh, take care of myself, but this, this skinny man sort of wrapped me up in a knot and, and I was kind of helpless. 
<laughs> and I sort of at the back of my mind I thought that sounds absolutely amazing because Matt's you know very physical guy and trains most weekends and boxing yeah. and so on and I thought that's that's quite incredible and in the back of my mind I thought well you know I think whoever studies their own martial arts that's always considered the best and I was thinking but this jiu-jitsu thing I kind of stuck into my mind and then I was having a meeting with an estate landlord in um, in London actually in South Kensington and they said well what we've um we've managed to rent out one of our commercial units which used to be an old Chinese restaurant um in Knightsbridge uh, had no windows and it was in the basement and it'd been derelict for or sort of let's say unoccupied for um I think a year or two and this world champion ju- uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy was going to rent it and set up the thing and I was like Oh, jiu-jitsu, I remember Matt talking about that a couple of months ago. And then I was showing a, a flat and I saw one of his cards in, in the flat and I thought, well, I'll, p- I'll pick it up. And this um, world champion, I think seven-time European champion, mm. and his name was called Lucio Rodriguez and he'd come over from Brazil. Yeah. And he'd been, um, um, his lineage was, was very close to the creator of the art, which we can go on to in a little bit. But... Um, uh, so I went to this, I did, did my viewing, and then I went to this. Have you ever heard of jiu-jitsu before? No, no, ever. never. No. Um, and it just sort of got, it was one of those things that just sort of twigged into my mind. And then I went down into this sort of basement area, and the stairs went down, and they were sort of like, you couldn't see all the way down because the way it was mounted. And, and I could hear this sort of real noise of, Blah, 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 you know and like a war was going on and I was thinking and my my feet went down I thought I've really entered into the wrong place here I should really turn around and you know and go back because you know I'm a nice little you know Knightsbridge agent and public school boy and, and pretty skinny anyway I thought no I'll I'll they've seen my feet and my legs I can't turn around now because that's just you know I, I wouldn't ever live myself down. so I have to commit to this so I went down and saw Lucio, who was, I think, 100 kg at the time, he was fighting a, a chap whose nickname, nickname was Monstro, who you can obviously imagine wasn't a small guy either. I think he was about 120 kg. And they were covered in sweat. It was like a, uh, like a slip and slide almost. And they were going to sort of water each other. And I was thinking, wow, that's kind of quite scary. And he sort of then saw me and he said, hold on a minute, we'll just finish this sort of round and I'll come over. And he came over to me and he was the most calming, charismatic, um, had one of those real twinkle in his eyes. I think the, from what I've learned from doing this, the, the sort of the more dangerous the person is, the more calmer they come across because the ego has left them. They don't have to yell and everything. Bruce Lee always um, came up with a good quote of, you know, words can't hurt you if, if someone's, always sort of being very aggressive in the pub or anything it's normally because they don't really know anything they just have to have and that shock they're a bit, the... you know, scared and a bit insecure so it, it comes out as kind of a dominance um and an arrogance and an aggression exactly it's a bit like you know road rage people always give you the finger because they're in the closeness of their car but if you get out of the car they're like okay okay really sorry it's yeah. you know, that's sort of almost barking dog mentality behind the fence yes yes exactly um and it wouldn't have the rules to do it the other side of the fence. Exactly, exactly. Going, oh, crikey, it might actually something might happen there. 
And his hands were like twice the size of mine. And he sort of shook me by the hands and he said, oh, I think I know you from somewhere. And I was like, well, I don't really think you do. And he said, uh, and he was so warming and sort of really sort of took a, an interest of, of sort of little me. And he said, well, we have a class at 6.30 um, in the evening and you must, you must come because that's our sort of intro class and beginners class. And I was like, okay, okay, okay just let me out here alive and I'll, I'll, I'll come back. And I went back to the office and I told a friend of mine, I said, I've just come across this guy. He's you know, a terrifying man, but really, really warming and sort of one, you know, someone you want to sort of spend your time with. And I thought, well, I have to go to the class now because if I queue up for a sandwich at lunchtime and he sees me and I haven't gone to class, he's probably going to throw me out the window. So um, sure enough, I went to the six o'clock class and then I met my, my professor, who is um, a, a, a wonderful man who's almost like my my father now, um, uh, adopted dad, called Paul Hartley. He was um, Lucia's first ever black belt. And he taught me a sort of a chokehold from, a, um, from, from behind. And I, and I felt myself, be, and he was very effortless. And he, 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 um, I felt myself sort of going to sleep. So he put the choke on very, not, it didn't hurt, but just sealed the arteries off the side of your, your neck. And I became sort of quite dizzy and, and go, my God, I would have really gone to sleep. And he goes, well, that's what will teach you to do the holes and the locks. But then the game is how you get there. And I sort of was completely hooked from that because it was like, well, I need to turn up to see the progression of the moves and the counter to those moves. And yeah, I've been doing it every single day for, for 12 odd years. And that's that's how I got my um, I'm now a black belt and I now pass on what I've learned the gift if you like that I've learned to to other people but um, yeah but yeah it's um, it's, it's so important to find your thing mm. um and and you know I think this is you know why I wanted to get you on the podcast because we all have our struggles in life and we all have our challenges and we all you know, have our battles. And I think exercise, moving your body in wh mm. whatever way works for you brings so much positivity mm. and, and it is completely and utterly life-changing. Mm. And it's amazing that, you know, you, you found the thing that works for you and this, uh, but that wonderful community behind it, haven't you, Charlie? Abs yeah, absolutely. I think it was the, um... It's, I know this is always sort of thrown out there, but it's been completely life-changing for me. It wasn't something that I was ever supposed to be doing. It's sort of like, it's considered as the hardest martial art to do. It takes at least 10 years to get your black belt at least. And you're designed to go through the belts at the white belt, you learn the moves, you get your next belt, which is your blue belt, which you basically have your ego completely smashed out of you. Not in a not in a bad way, people don't want to hurt you, but then more of a case of you've got so much more to learn. Mm. Um, and the people who, it's designed really to make you quit in a way. So your, your ego sort of dies um, and your sort of determination and everything is designed to sort of come through. So it's sort of, I suppose, a bit like walking through the fire, you know, it's, mm. it hurts a little bit. But when you get to the other side, it's, you need that adversity, I think, in life to sort of yeah. realise the, 
the goodness in you know you've got to have the bad days to notify the good days if you have good days all the time it's not you know you will never have that contrast and for me the community and everyone that I've I've met along the sort of the journey because it is I mean it's it's a decade at least to do to do this journey and everyone you see everyone in different stages but I've honestly made some you know not not even friends more like sort of brothers in a way because of the I suppose because of the art is designed to, without being sort of, it sounds very much more barbaric than it is, but you're designed to break a, a, a limb or, or a, you know, put on a chokehold. So it's designed, um, well, Japanese, Japanese jiu-jitsu was the art of the samurai to kill a person as quickly and efficiently as possible when you lose your sword. So... Yeah the Brazilians sort of adapted it to more sort of leverage, but you entrust these sort of, um, your training partners with your life. You have to, they have to respect what's called a tap, whereas you give up so that you've got now into checkmate. There's no escape. You will, in yeah. theory, if they carries on, die or break something. And, so and you tap and then release. Exactly. And then you go again in that round or, or whatever. So it's very much a sort of more, the more you do it, the more it's sort of a gameplay, but it's, it's huge for confidence. I've got both my children into it and you can sort of see the confidence sort of growing, not in a, a sort of an arrogant way, but more of a sort of, you're just comfortable with who you are. You can look after yourself. It's, it's, it's hugely uh, rewarding to see girls who do it, who I think, you know, especially now with sort of the nights drawing in, you know, people are having to walk in the dark, you know, you have a, um, you know, it's it's sometimes a little bit uncomfortable when you hear sort of you know footsteps behind you or anything like that. But you need know, to give to give someone the the sort of almost the greatest gift of, of just being confident in the fact that you know you could do something if anything was to go wrong. To have that in your your back pocket in a way yeah. is, or if you is saw crucial. you know a, a nasty situation, you could intervene and know yeah. exactly you know what to do exactly. And God forbid, we don't ever want that to happen. But no. to have, but to have the security, yeah, to have that comfort, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which yeah. is, which is lovely to see. And the, <clears throat> so the Brazilian um, martial arts actually came originally about um, uh, of a chap who, who um, was gifted the the Japanese art um, when a gentleman came. So Cal Morieda came over from Japan, and then he adapted it into this form of the laziness of, of, of um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I mean, lazy, I probably use the wrong word, but more of a very, very efficient way um, yep. to use leverage and, and, and everything. So um, it, was the, it was given a gift of, actually quite a nice story, it was given to two brothers and one of them was very, very skinny and one of them was very big. Um, um, and there was, there was Carlos and, and Helio. And Carlos was very big and he was very butch and, and he loved to, to fight. And then him and Helio sort of um, were, were given this art by, the, by, by this, this Japanese gentleman. And Carlos then went to teach. And then he was starting to teach in Brazil and, and everything. And he unfortunately got sick. And then Helio said, oh, well, I'll, I'll come and take the class. And everyone was like, what, you can't come and take the class? You can't even do one pull up. So they were like, he was so skinny. And he was like, but what he did is he studied the fact that you can do anything with leverage. So your hips, for example, are the strongest, particularly in ladies are far stronger than us guys. Mm. You know, if you put anything behind a joint or anything, 
you can use your manipulation of your hips to do that. And he created this amazing art that um, was so unique that he, um, it was basically, it was how the UFC was, was brought in. The UFC was like a, a, an hour mainstream mixed martial arts event, but it was known as the ultimate fighting championship. And Helio had a son, many sons, um, about eight, I think. And um, he gave his weakest son and put him into the UFC. And there's a, there's a big event where a much bigger guy goes against his son and he gets completely dominated by this smaller man, which then changed the martial arts world forever, really. And that's how Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu was, was born. But um, wow. Wow. I think we were briefly talking a lot of history behind it. Yes. Um, and now I think it's really, it's really sort of turned the corner ever since I've been sort of doing it. Um, and I think um, uh, many of your listeners might, might have heard of Tom Hardy. I think he's, you know, A, a bit of a heartthrob. And I think for us guys, he's kind of a man's man. And he's started his journey in, in Jiu-Jitsu and he's on his second belt, which is the blue belts. And I think he's recently won a, a few competitions. And he's a big supporter of... Um, the mental health aspect as well, um, and um, yeah, he's uh, he's doing in, incredibly well with this as well. And he fights under a banner called Reorg, which is a, um, a, a wonderful charity which helps um, old um, uh, veterans from sort of um, conflicts and war zones. Yeah. So. Um, it helps them. I mean, there's, there's amazing people who, um, you know, have, you know, missing limbs and so on, but they still have that bond and that sense of um, worth and community in the jiu-jitsu world. And also they have that sort of fighting aspect in a way, in a, you know, in an and environment. I think that is, you know, it's so important for people that have, have faced challenges because you can hit well you do hit absolute rock bottom and pulling yourself up and getting yourself into a community and and part of something and seeing your life come back Mm. is incredible and you know for me in a very different way through my workouts I do them with with Lee Linton actually she's sponsoring this season of the podcast I was I had a year flat, flat on my back in a wheelchair, not being able to move. And I started mm. off, you know, not being able to do any exercise mm. you know, and literally one kind of half burpee at a time. Yeah. Now I am really physically fit and strong and it has totally, totally changed my life. Yeah. In so many ways, my mental health. I mean, I was literally at rock bottom. I actually had to call a friend the other day. Um, she was she was a very close friend and and I couldn't I couldn't deal with her because I was I was in such a bad place and I had to call and actually apologize and say I am so sorry that I had to distance myself but I couldn't cope I was really really in a bad place and I couldn't I didn't have the energy or or the mental capacity to to explain it at the time because I was so broken and when you have a community and when you find your thing that works for you the transformations are incredible and that's why you know I wanted to get you on the podcast I wanted to chat to you about this because it's been really life-changing for you Mm. and you see it all around you don't you 
Oh, completely. And hats off to you as well. It's that, it's that stage of getting to the rock bottom. I think maybe in the Western world, you know, there's, it's always a case of you, you, it's so medicated in a way, which is sometimes at the easiest and sometimes the most dangerous sort of way to go. Because like you said, I mean, hats off to you that, you know, you are rock bottom. You can literally almost give up. I mean, life is, life is very tough. And you see the, the people who have the biggest transformation are the people that go through sort of quite short life experiences because they really need to readjust. And there's a wonderful quote that, that has always stuck with me is, is you can either be a potato or an egg. So you put both in boiling water, the potato will crumble and, and, and just give in and the egg will become hard. So hats off to you, it's wonderful story. You, you were the egg. And that's what we try and teach people. You need to be, you know, you need to really sort of face, um, whereas we said, just you face your fears and you, you, you meet them head on and, and, you, and you tackle them, which is, I think is, is the most one, you know, it's, it's the most wonderful thing to see someone transform and sort of get that lease of life and be like, yeah, things are hard, but I've got these wonderful people around me and I'm, I'm studying something that will, make me a better person and it's so uh, it, people say it makes you improve on and off the mat and it's made me become I like to think I, I have to ask my wife but a better husband a much better father you know I have the energy that I you know that I think the routine sometimes that that we have is we all work very hard you know husbands and wives go to the office you know they have a very very stressful job they come back they have the glass of wine or a few and they get sort of into that routine wake up in the morning feel a little bit cranky feel a bit tired you know it's it's how you want to live live your life and, and what's, what's something that's really made me think about you talking about all the sport that you did at school and then going to London and and working and and going to the pub and going out and mm. all of that stuff that can so easily become a habit, just yeah. like that. Really, yeah, yeah. like in a week, it's scary how quickly it forms. And then you're not focusing on your physical self mm. and that links with your mental health. And then you get in this sort of treadmill of, of working and drinking and eating and then getting up and doing the same thing again. And That's actually it takes something to you know to, to wake you up wake you up you know there, yeah. there are very few people I've noticed that have carried on their sport from school through you know their adult um you know working journey yeah. and it's something you know people say to me oh you know I've got a bad back I can't do that I'm like I've had prolapsed discs in my back I've yeah. not been able to walk I've you know been on on the you know in with a surgeon talking about operating to put a rod in that's yeah. how bad it was and actually exercise I don't have a back problem we have a new sponsor for season two of the podcast Lee Linton from the ultimate shred I have been doing Lee's workouts for over six years and I am a massive massive fan Lee has been life-changing for me, getting fit and getting strong. But one of her products that I really love is her matcha. So many people say, Charlie, where do you get your energy from? And the secret is matcha. Matcha is packed full of antioxidants. 
It is brilliant for your immune system. It's great for your hair, for your nails, for your skin. It helps with water retention. It helps with bloating and it gives you a, a caffeine um, boost, but not like drinking coffee or tea or, or having, um, you know, caffe caffeinated drinks. It just is a slow release. So it gives you this sort of lovely energy boost throughout the day. And I'm a massive, massive fan of it. I drink it every single day. Lee has kindly given us a discount code of Charlie10. All the details will be linked down below in the show notes for you to take advantage of that. So I hope, I hope you do because it really is wonderful, wonderful stuff. Yeah. You, you can make these changes. You just have to have that something to make you make the, the change. And, you know, you didn't want to have your feet spotted and then, and then scurry away. You didn't want, you know, it's a bit like me with, with my workouts. There's an accountability group with it. So if I don't yeah. rock up, you know, if they don't see me, if I don't check in, they know yeah. that I haven't done it. And then you, you, yeah, you, you yeah. need that, that, that community, that, that group to encourage you and to keep you going. And whether it's playing tennis, whether it's, you know, cycling, whether it's finding your thing, isn't it? But I think yeah. with jiu-jitsu, it's it's not just the workout it's not just that the what do you call it a fight uh uh, uh yeah it's kind of like a, it's it's a sort of a, a sparring you, you actually touched on quite a few nice points there i think i think i think where we are in in and we've all done it i think when you go to university for example you're given you know you're immediately in debt because they encourage the banks are pretty nice they give you all these amazing cars and you think oh brilliant visa yeah. mastercard I'm in, I'm in the money. And then you're encouraged to go on fresh as, fresh as week and be on the nightclub scene and be on the pub scene and everything. And that's sort of your, well, this, this is how I must be sociable. I've obviously gone to maybe a new university, need to meet people, and that's how we, we, we find communities. Which actually, and if you look at sort of, maybe it's our climate or anything, but if you look at Australia, there's a lot more sort of surfing communities, beach volleyball and, and those kind of things, a lot more outdoors. Yeah. Whereas here and in the it, UK, it's boozing. Yeah, that's how, that's our social thing. Yeah. I mean, even now, it's sort of, you know, I love a, I love a Sunday lunch, you know, as, 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 a, as a cheat day and as much as everyone else. And it's, you know, that, that's the correct, that's good to do social, but it's, it's sort of, I think people are coming far more aware and especially with the dreaded COVID and everything, I think a lot more people have got their health rightly in the forefront of their, of their mind and it's the good routine and exactly what you said with the you know with the major surgery with a rod in your back I mean that's fright frightening I mean that's huge huge surgery and there's all you know potentially other complications there and you could be worse off fingers crossed you know you're, you're not but again it's you have to try your, your body is the most amazing thing if you have you know if you're lucky enough to buy your dream car you wouldn't just wrongly fill it up with diesel one day or or just be like oh maybe i've got some chicken fat in the in the thing just on a sunday or just the other day because it will run really shit charlie um, i talked about this a couple of weeks ago on the podcast about your body being an engine and you've got to fuel it with the right stuff and if you fuel yeah. it with rubbish it's going to feel rubbish and yeah. and you're not going to get the best out of it 
Yeah. And and exactly that. And I think, you know, even your body is the most amazing thing. And I, I, I and I know because I sort of probably put it through its paces, you know, on the on the mats. But you know, if you have, for example, a can of Coke, your whole body shuts down because it's thinking, I've got so much of this processed sugar. I can't produce any of my own because I've got excess. I need to start getting rid of it. And if it re- is reliant on that, your body is not working how it needs to be because you're you're feeding it with rubbish. In, in theory, poison. Yeah, which is you know everything. I, to- I've just made a confession on my YouTube channel. I uh, when the children went back to school in September, I was so relieved that I didn't have to cook lunch. Um, after a long summer holiday, endless meals. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to have a packet of prawn cocktail crisps. And there was a can of cake in the fridge because we'd had a party. And I had a Snickers, a can of cake and a packet of prawn cocktail crisps for lunch. And that then became a bit of a habit because I was rushing, I was busy and I was just grabbing stuff and not stopping for lunch. I've always stopped for lunch. I've always made a point. And I've, I've had to just take sugar out of my diet just to have a reset because it's amazing how quickly your body starts feeling awful become a habit and your body starts craving the rubbish and then you feel even worse yeah yeah. completely I mean I'm no priest and definitely I mean it almost sounds quite appealing now to have a you know pack of corn cocktail crisps and snickers definitely for that and um, but again it's it's doing that you know we're all a bit naughty and it's good, to, you know, good to sort of be a bit naughty occasionally, but don't make it into the routine. It's the thing that I go, God, I feel knackered. I need that can of coke. The need, that fall out of word is a very, very dangerous thing. You never give in to the need to be like, you have control. Be like, yeah, I'll have a can of coke on a Sunday because it was sort of a bit of a treat. We need that light at the end of the tunnel sometimes. Yeah. Um, but don't let it be the, be the need. In a, in, a, in a way but um yeah. i think with your lot your other comments of with with me and and, and jiu-jitsu and, and and any exercise i think is is hugely um beneficial for everyone i, I was probably maybe more weak-minded in the fact that i probably because of my tennis i think back in the day which i was always like you must hit one more ball one more forehand you know one more set one more set or anything i needed to be pushed and I think I wasn't ever going to be the, the guy at the gym on the treadmill doing a, you know, an hour on the treadmill. I sort of I needed the sort of almost the guy behind me going, you can do an extra 30 minutes when you think you're completely dead. And because I was used to Yeah, I needed the push from my, my professor, who, who, was my, uh, who, who was Paul. He was always, you know, believed in... In, in, in me and gave me so much support and was always there for my corner when I went to compete and and uh, I think he really pushed me and, and the inspiration to sort of almost learn from him with the small little details that he used to sort of feed on me and keep me on the hook every every morning at sort of you know 6 30 used to train or I used to train all the or every day before work and um, obviously coming over here and sort of relocating out he's he sort of said, I've given you the gift. Now you, it's your, your opportunity to pass on my teachings to, to others as well. But he, um, I remember he, he Charlie, pushed me. I'm stop you for a moment. Just so the listeners know, you've moved from London. Where are you now? Just... I'm in Jersey now. Oh. 
So that's why you can't train train with him in person. But you now have the knowledge to pass on, and that that is amazing. Yes, and I think every kind of teaching, we, we, I mean, we've all had good teachers and bad teachers at, at school, but his sort of the teaching format that he has, has sort of always given me to, to pass it on to maybe a new form of teaching over over here, which I I've been doing ever since I've been here, is so rewarding to see people sort of acknowledge and and, and sort of really understand and and, and, yeah. and get it how do you think it has helped you with the other aspects of your life um i think in every every single way i think um as we were briefly saying before i think to put yourself by choice um into adversity i mean there's nothing more scary I think than getting into a physical altercation, really. I mean, that's the, the you you have the adrenaline flight or flight uh, uh, fight or flight mode, um, and to choose to go into a fight is is you're you're not designed to do that because you might you might get injured. I mean, it's the it's the sort of animal instinct, if you like. Um, but to do that by choice, I mean, I remember when my professor said, "I put you in." Um, as a, I think I was a white belt at the time, I put you into the British Championships um, to compete against other people on your belt. And I was just a bit like, no, 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 I don't really want to do that. I've just done it as a, as a sort of hobby to get fit, to sort of, you know, to learn. And, and it's just a really sort of a, 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 just a healthy choice for me. I don't want to compete. And he goes, no, I've, got, I've done this for you. I think it would be a good opportunity for you to really sort of cement your, your skills. And I went to the tournament and I was like just petrified to be. I've never felt sort of the. It's a bit like when you go to the exam hall. I think when you're a kid and you're like, oh my god, it's so overwhelming, sweaty palms and everything. Yeah. And remember that. Put, put me there and I sort of put on my 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 geese, which is the, I suppose the sort of pajama aspect of, of of your your sort of outfit that you wear. And I was sort of looking, I was in the, in the warm-up area and I came across this guy with a sort of tattoo on his face. And the kind of guy you met in the dark alley, you'd be like, just take my wallet and I'm fine. Just please leave me alone. And sure enough, he was my first um, bout. And we, I, I really, really didn't want to do it. And I think if he wasn't there, I'd probably have done my, my default thing and just walked out and said, you know, I, I feel, I've got stomachache, I don't feel quite right. I'm going to go. But he was there, so I couldn't let him down a bit like when I walked into the academy for the first time. And I, we sort of, I sort of held him um, with the form of doing a throw. And I felt that he wasn't as strong as I sort of put into my mind. I, I put him on such a pedestal. I mean, I go, this guy is so much better than me. I can't do anything. I'm going to get hurt. I'm going into a little bit of a protective shell. But when you come out of that shell, and I thought, right, no, I'll, I can't let anyone down. I'm going to do it. Um, and, and, I, and I won, and I eventually managed to get through to the semifinals, and I won, I, I won bronze, and I lost to the chap who actually won it. Amazing. And I think the medal was amazing to receive more of a, I mean, you know, it's nice to sort of get a, a physical thing, but it was more of a, a sign of being like, you would have never, ever, ever done that. If you hadn't have met these support group of people behind you, and I think that sort of is so 
reflective on on life you can do so much more with a support group behind you um and i've been in meetings i've gone to i went to a presentation with a big developer and he had a huge office in one high park um near high park near one high park and went into this boardroom and he goes right you have to do a slide show and, you know there's all these people and, and, yeah, and they're all looking at me and I'm like oh my god it's so out of my comfort zone but I thought well two hours before I had some 90 kilo guy trying to pull my arm off um yeah how bad can this be yeah this yeah. is not going to be nearly as bad um you know what what can these guys do to me saying I don't agree with what you're saying or, or that's the worst situation but I'm never going to be physically hurt or anything but to have the confidence put into you not by winning all the time because that's not really your object but to be like go on I'm actually a lot stronger than I ever thought I would be and I think to all your listeners it's, it's mental as well isn't it yeah to get, to, it, it's all in our a lot of it's in the head in our head not just the physical strength completely completely and that's why all these amazing sort of um you know the yogis and you see people walking through hot coals you know your mind is the biggest asset that you have and it's controlling that to not go and listen to the the devil on your other shoulder and and go into the downward spiral and be like you know god life now if you listen to the news you know thinking god you know there's nothing positive out there but you have a choice to listen to the negativity or the positivity and yeah. I think Charlie we, it's so right we do have a choice yeah. and that's what I try and teach people a lot is we have a choice we can either be down there at rock bottom or we can sort things out and mm. there's different ways and we can we can turn it around we have yeah. a choice to turn it around completely and I've almost done it the reverse aspect I almost went into a physical martial arts to discover that to to improve my headspace really i think you know i've had a you know, there's a you know we've all had to come through our you know adversaries and you know childhood sort of situations and everything and i think to 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 have people that sort of bring you up through difficult times are you know friends for life and and they give you um you know a huge uh, comfort in the ways that you have that safety net but you do have the confidence now to, to to meet life head on and you know whatever happens to you that day you're you're you're, you're ready for it you know if someone might say that something not quite nice to you on the street or anything but you, you need block it away it's there's so much more positivity that that we all need to really you know be together with and i think as we were saying as as brits i think we're all very quite standoffish and sort of how do you do and great to see you and let's meet up later and it's not sort of um i think with me and jiu-jitsu because it's so um close-knit and physical it's that sort of um tactile approach that is almost lost in modern society i mean we we're like we are doing now we're we're sort of talking through a screen whereas you know by the end of this i'd like to give you a massive hug and say you know thanks so much and i think we all need to i mean there's nothing better is there really than to be like going when you see an old friend like we did and just give them going so good to see you look so well and, and um you know just just yeah. 
rather than and being formal and you know saying oh yes everything's everything's fine everything's fine where actually you're having a complete and utter mirror and you're pretending everything's fine it's not it's not real and it's not honest and we need to be more completely I completely agree and the way things are and everyone has a platform now and everyone has the perfect life on Instagram you know it's not real life you know real life is so much more interesting and you have so many I think sort of I think maybe unhappy people that leave unhappy comments and things and try and bring everyone on this on this sort of projection down into this sort of hole and you have to be above the parapet you have to be above the hole you have to be like this is my your life is your choice no one can tell you to do anything different and you have to you have to really enjoy it I mean we we sort of I think you come through your 20s thinking by the way when I'm 30 I'm going to get a Ferrari because that's what's going to make me happy and I'm going to get another holiday house and I'm going to get maybe a boat or or something and you realize I think for me because I've sort of stripped everything to the core that really all of this is 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 stuff um and it's all shiny and the shine goes almost the day after you bought it yes it's nice to have like nice things and if you work towards something you know that's that's fine but the community and aspect and proper genuine sort of love if, if, if that makes sort of you know not, not sounding too cheesy is, is so much more valid um, so much more important because yeah. you will have those things whatever is happening exactly and you'll have people that want to be your friend because of who you are not because you've got the nice shiny car exactly and how much happier are you and all your listeners after you've been for that run and those those real endorphins are kicking in not not like yes that nice handbag is going to be when you buy that and it's it's yours that is nice but that's never gonna be to that level it's, it's only ever going to deteriorate because you can never really buy it again yeah um you can buy a different one obviously but when you go for the run every morning you, or, or whatever you decide to do to make yourself internally feel just warm um whether it's talking picking up the phone talking to a friend that you haven't talked to for a while and, and really sort of being like you know feeling that sort of inner glow i think is i think anyone who can nurture that um whatever you decide to do i think is 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 just a, just amazing i think it is amazing you also um we talked briefly um about the military and you know people coming out of the military mm. and and not having you know you suddenly you're, you're in you're in this environment when you're in the services army navy air force whatever it is and you've got this community you've got this and then people leave and they've, mm. they've got nothing and they feel lost and actually you're finding that a lot of people are coming and doing jiu-jitsu with and, and getting that sense of community aren't you yeah completely i think because they're always designed that they have the the platoon and the sergeant major and they are given um you know those sort of orders if you like and have that real sense of brotherhood when um, they come into the jiu-jitsu almost community um that really is is almost so mirrored because you have the platoon as you have the class you have the professor who is the platoon leader or the sergeant you know and you go into you go through your own battles but you have the support of your 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 classmates really and i think um 
you know they they also get that sort of physical sort of fitness enrichment and and and, and, and things like that as well but i think for their mental health you know i can only imagine what some of the guys have really been through and it's you know um medically proven that you know it, it it's so good for ptsd and, and and the trauma that these guys are going through because they have we all need a support network we all um, absolutely yeah but um yeah this is i think it's i think because it's very so mirrored in the fact that it's physical there's a community there is a, a team leader if you like and you, you go into adversity i think it's very sort of sim similar in that respect and i've seen I've seen a gentleman who was uh, blinded by a mine who came in and, and just really wanted, obviously, you know, he really wanted just to feel, and he was so strong, but he wanted to feel how he could sort of move and move people off him and, and you know, teach him the, the, the efficient way of, of pinning someone and, and escaping that, that pin and, and, and so on and it's sort of you know again it's that learning process for them to keep them occupied really it's, it's not just a case of let's do a few star jumps and, and get a sweat on it's it's sort of keeping the it's the, physical but it's mental uh, as well completely yeah because it's, it's 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 again sort of um keeping that learning curve and you know go i uh, now i'm sort of a, a black belt and, and and teaching these things you know there's so it's like sort of when you you know become a bit older you realize that you probably knew everything in your teenagers but you know it's amazing how little I know now um so uh, you know it's but the most rewarding thing to me is when you see someone's light, eyes light up who who are really in, in, engaged and they they really love it and they've seen the new technique and, and they've really understood that technique and um yeah there's that I can then see the gift that was given to me that I can sort of pass on and my I think my professor has the most loveliest phrase. He goes, "Life is is about discovering your um, discovering your gift, and the meaning of life is giving it away." Yes, yes. So um, yes. that that's, always that's beautiful. That's that's not happening, isn't it? Yeah, so. yeah. Thank you so so much for joining no. me and and sharing this with you with with me and with everybody because I think and I've said it so many times in this episode but it's finding what suits you it's finding you know your thing and and it is so life transforming when you mm. do because actually just on this treadmill of work eat drink sleep getting yeah. up and doing it again it's so mundane it's actually it's depressing Completely. we need something else in our lives um to get through the challenges and the hurdles we can't do yeah. it on our own yeah completely and i think you know we are we are in a society who love debt we love to be on the hook from the bank you know we we like we spoke about that in the beginning when we go to university you get all those cards you know you have to pay off your student debt and you then get married and you have to have a big mortgage and you're always on that sort of oh can i understand you need to meet your your financial commitments but you need to be Life is not about going into a box in, in, in 80 years time thinking, I just lived every day to appease my, my bank because they've got me on, on that hook. You have to live it for yourself. And you, know, you have to enjoy it. I mean, there's a famous saying, you know, live every day for now. And that's why it's called a present, 
present because it's it's a it's a gift you can never get tomorrow back you know where do you want to be when you're when we're all you know hopefully have the privilege of, of being old and sort of you know have your grandchildren on you know reading a story to them what stories do you want to tell them you want to tell them how you did this not like i worked 12 hours a day once to and i, and I managed to buy you know buy a car they want to be like granddad what what did you tell us a story um and have those rocking chair moments and, and have the best friends you could ever have get rid of the negativity and just 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 obviously love every moment as you as you can and, and put yourself the, the most i honestly think the most rewarding thing you can do is is try something new and and put yourself into something that is hard i think yeah. society now is you know very comforted you know we're, we're so privileged in the western world um and and it's that's what makes it harder to do something that's new and difficult but I honestly can say from from my experience, it was the most rewarding thing you you, you can do, and you you do surprise yourself. Yeah, you do, and there is um, there is always more in you. Plus et en vue. Completely. Um, there is more in you, and and, and exercise teaches you that. Yes. Uh, and rewards you for it as well. Yes. Yes, and you just feel the sense of achievement when you have you know, done something is, is amazing. And that gives you the endorphins to get through the day. And when those hurdles are thrown at you, you can actually jump over them, Yeah. you know, with, with courage. Whereas actually, if you're, a, you're, if you're a rock bottom anyway, you can't, you get squashed by those hurdles thrown at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, completely. Charlie, thank you for having this conversation with me. No, thank you so much for having me. I, I, I hope it's sort of something that's of interest to the listeners. I, I do appreciate it. It's going to be a bit it is a bit different, but I think, you know, it will, re it will resonate with a lot of people. And I think, you know, and I, I think it's so important to have you as a man talking on the podcast, because I know that there's a lot of people out there who are worried about their husbands. Their husbands are going through all sorts of challenges, their partners, mm. their boyfriends, whatever it might be and or, or even their children and actually there is there is so much out there and we mm. can all make that change we have the choice to do it exactly it's how you want to deal with your deal with your stress in a in a in a, in a good way that's beneficial for you health-wise and and your family as well yeah yeah be the best person you can be Charlie, thank you. I'm, I'm looking forward to having that big hug when I yeah, actually I know, me too. see you. <laughs> I'll send you a virtual one now, but thank yeah. you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Bye. Have a great day. Okay, bye. I really hope you've enjoyed the second season of my podcast. I want to thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Please remember to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And I will be back soon with season three. I would be really grateful if you are enjoying my podcast if you would just take a moment to hit the subscribe button it helps other people know that we exist and I would be so grateful of that and leave me a review the more subscribers we have the more episodes I can put on for you so please just take a moment and hit the subscribe button